Lord, fill me up with the oil of the Holy Spirit that I'll be 100% obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I've said that prayer almost daily. And I think of that now as, Lord, I am 100% obedient to your leading, what you're telling me to do. And it took this second stroke for me to get to that point. I just think, well, Lord, look what you've done. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promise outpouring, we equip for that outpouring, that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We're so glad that you're with us. And we have with us a dear friend of many years, Sherry Grubelnik. She has been through some things. Have you ever been through some things? Uh, Just in case you've been through some things, I want to encourage you to stay tuned to listen how God has been working in Sherry's life to make her an overcomer. And if she can be an overcomer, so can you. We're so glad that you're with us on this podcast today. But before we get started, I just want to encourage you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and make sure that we have heard from you, at least that you get on our email list so that we can stay in touch with you. If something should happen and, and something comes up and you want to know about it, you need to be attached to us on that email list so that we can stay close and share the heart of the Lord as he gives it to us. And there's so many other things that are on our website, including a place where you can find our blogs and read the things that the Lord has been giving us. And uh, you can give a donation to help us keep going with this podcast. We would love to get acquainted with you in that area as well, because if you're being fed by this, it would be wonderful if you could help us to pay it forward. So today we have with us our dear friend, Sherry Grubelnik. We've we've known each other for a good many years, decades, I would say. <laughs> and, yes. uh, and we've had her with us on a podcast before, if you remember the podcast that we did with the grandmas that made a big difference in the city of Lubbock, making it a sanctuary city for the unborn. That was an amazing podcast. Mm. And and Sherry was a part of that group and helped out with what was going on in Lubbock, Texas to to save lives. And so we just uh, we just welcome you, Sherry, to be with us again and share some more of the details of your life and how the Lord has made you an overcomer by his word. Praise God. I'm so happy, happy, happy to be here. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Uh, as we progress in this podcast, telling the stories that uh, Sherry, things th- that Sherry's been through, you're going to find out how amazing it is that she's even here today. So before we get started with that part, let's let's just go back to kind of the beginning. What What kind of an upbringing did you have? Were you a church child or not? I grew up in the Methodist church. We went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday afternoon. We grew up with the Apostles' Creed, quoting it over and over and over. But we knew the Father, the Son, they kind of skipped out on the Holy Spirit. And really not until I was introduced to End Time Handmaidens. And when Amber was born, the Holy Spirit came to Dale and I when Amber was born. 
we were born at the same time. The word all of a sudden came to life and we knew that there was more. And we just hungered for more and more and more of the Holy Spirit. We, I was thankful for the upbringing that I had, that my parents taught me to be kind and, and generous and that to love each other and to love Jesus. So I did grow up with that. I just kind of missed out on that Holy Spirit movement in tongues and, <laughs> and with raising our hands. I thought, oh, that's not for me. But whoa, then here comes in time handmaidens. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and, and that was the name of our ministry before the Lord gave us the name Global Outpouring. So, um, yeah, that's amazing. So how old is Amber now? She is 43 years old. Mm. Oh, my. Oh. So you've been connected to us for quite a I'm, while. I'm 73 now. So, yeah. Wow. So let's just talk about Amber. When Amber was born, what did the doctors tell you? Oh, when she was born, uh, they brought her up beside me. And, and uh, the whole time I carried her, they, they didn't do, back then they didn't do the sonogram and all that where they could see the baby. And but they brought her up beside me and she was tiny, tiny, tiny. She had the smallest head. And what they did is they did a, a probably a sonogram of her head and they thought, does she have a brain? But they said, yes, she has a brain. But her head size, it was small. She's real tiny, so everything was small. And at that time, I just, I know that Dale and I, when she was born, we were born again. Just the Lord led us into so much and calling about the, you know, the miracles and signs and wonders. I mean, it was an introduction to all of that. People started calling us and saying, you need to pray for her to get healed. And I'm thinking, what are you even talking about? And I said, Lord, I'm going to go to the Good News Bookstore, and I want you to point out a book. And so he, I, I told him, I said, this is what I need, a, a book on miracles. And it was Catherine Coleman, I Believe in Miracles. I took it home. I started reading it, and I said, Lord, I'm having a hard time believing that this could happen today. I said, Lord, I'm going to call back to that bookstore, put somebody on the line that has an understanding of it. Two people answered the phone. One person stayed on. And that person, when I told them, they said, oh, I've been to the Catherine Kuhlman meetings. I thought, wow, Lord, you knew exactly who to keep on there. And at that time, I thought, I'm taking Amber to Catherine Kuhlman. But I didn't realize that Catherine Kuhlman was already in heaven. And so I found out oh, that wow. a Father Diorio, which you know, I found out that he, uh, he was going to be in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I told my father, I said, I said, I feel like I need to take Amber there to be prayed over. And my dad said, you know, I don't think you really have to go there to be prayed for. But he said, if that's where your faith is, I'll get you there. And so they paid for my ticket. I got to fly all the way to Las Vegas, Nevada. And they lined up in a circle all the way around that big coliseum. He laid hands on every single person. And when he came to Amber, he, he she just kind of went back like that. You know, I didn't know anything about being slain in the spirit or anything. <laughs> I just thought, well, Lord, I don't know what you did, but thank you what you did. Wow. So as Amber grew, she had some learning disabilities. She had, is she even verbal now? She's basically nonverbal, except we communicate very well, uh, expressive. And I, she understands me and I understand her. When we go to church, like I said, she... She has a spirit realm part of her. When people have prayed for her before, she's slain in the spirit. She'll put her little head down. <laughs> she's <laughs> caught away. She's been caught away. Hmm. 
when we go to church and when the praise and worship music is going, she always dances. They let her even come up to the prayer team. She gets to pray with the people that are there. She goes straight to who needs prayer. The people in the congregation, they always say she came right right when I needed it. She, she'll hug them, and she'll take their, her hand and just pat their face. and It's amazing. And she'll go get other people and drag them over there to be praying for these people. <laughs> so, Sherry, you have recently had two strokes. Can you tell us about those? The first one was February, March. It was, I'd call it a mild stroke. And I got through it really, really fast. In that stroke, I I lost really my memory of things. I thought, Lord, I'm losing my memory. I couldn't remember my name. I couldn't remember Amber's name. I couldn't remember birth dates. I couldn't remember people's names. During that time, I could pray in my prayer language that whole time. And so I'd pray in my prayer language and I could say the Lord's Prayer, those two things. So I just kept repeating them over and over and over. And then Mary, my daughter, she came and she got the word out for everybody to start praying for me. whole lot of people started praying for me, got bombarded with prayer. And all of a sudden, I looked over at this little plaque that I hadn't been able to read that had Nana written over it. I looked at it and all of a sudden I could read Nana. And then all of a sudden I could read everything. I was even driving after that one. That that stroke was what they call a mild stroke. The second stroke was in the middle of June, and the second stroke was more of a traumatic stroke. It was way harder. I was in the same hospital, but I was in the trauma stroke department on their floor, and I'd hear crying and, and moaning and groaning and I thought, wow, Lord. And I asked Mary, I said, why is it so different? She says, because your stroke was is more severe, that you had to be in a place where you got this kind of care. And I thought, wow, Lord, I wanted to go back to that first place that I was at. When I heard the moaning and groaning, our new son-in-law, he came in and I said, Isaiah, would you please go down there and pray for them? So he went down there. He prayed in his prayer language. He left a business card with them. And it was the that woman's daughter. And so that woman's daughter called in a few days and she said that her mother had gotten to go home and that she is doing so great. The nurses said that after Isaiah prayed for her, it was the most peaceful night that they had had. And I believe in that when at that time, and I don't know if it was because this woman was confused in her, her head. I don't know that part, but I believe that if you are In these places, if you've been saved and if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, the Lord will get you out of it. He'll bring you out of whatever you're going through. He'll bring you out of it. This stroke attempted, I'm I'm just going to say attempted, it didn't get it, but to take out my left peripheral in both eyes, which I still battle with that right now with my vision in the left. I'm going to therapy, but if you take a piece of paper and I write the the alphabets written on it and they tell me circle the alphabet, I miss it. I'm not even, not even circling the, the alphabet at all, but it just it shows me where it, the therapy needs to be and the, where the healing needs to be, too. And I have a therapist that I said, please go back in there. I said, you can take your therapy, you know, what you need to do in therapy and even medicine if that's what's needed. I said, but most important thing, lead them to the Lord that they be saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. And I think that these places are going to be emptied. <laughs> so, Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. 
it, it even now I'm still in recovery. I'm still recovering. My vision is still coming. It's it it's being healed. And I do. I put the word over it. I, I plead the blood. I, I've learned to battle in that realm, but the physical part of it too, because I'm having to walk out going to therapy, actually going to therapy. So it's kind of two prong. It's you know in the spiritual realm and in the physical realm. I want to add one thing. There was a verse that I said through both strokes, and I when I'd open my eyes, I'd say, "This is the day that the Lord has made." I will rejoice and be glad in it. And again, I say rejoice. And Mary Baker, a good friend of mine, she said, that's not just a little request. She said, that's a command. The joy of the Lord has seen me through so much. That's wonderful. Now, you told me earlier today when we were chatting that you heard from the Lord. You you got enough vision back on since this last this latest stroke. You got enough vision back that you could walk. What was it the Lord said to you? He said, and and this is from the scripture that says, I'm healed and made every wit whole. That right there, it made every wit whole. He put on on me, in me, he said, walk. He, He just kept saying, walk, and then run, and then dance. And so I'd go outside. Mary helps with Amber almost every day and from from nine in the morning until five in the afternoon. So it frees me up to go for a walk. So I took out and I started walking. Instantly, I start praying in my prayer language and I named it WWC, Walk with Compassion. I'm not going out there just to walk for exercise. I'm walking with compassion. And I said, Lord, you put people in front of me. You give me Holy Ghost encounters and I'll be 100% obedient to everything you tell me to say and not say and 100% obedient to do everything you tell me to do and go every place you tell me to go. And I, I've i been going through our neighborhood. I'm claiming it for God Almighty. I'm pleading the blood of Jesus. I'm pr- praying salvation for every household and the family. I've gotten to pray for so many people, so, so many people, even going across a busy street and it got real busy and I didn't want to tempt the Lord. I said, Lord, send an escorting angel. And, and as soon as I said that, the guy that it was his wife that I was going to go for to pray over, he right there he was right there on my side. And he said, do you need help? And I said, yes. So he got me to where I need to go so I could pray for this woman that needed prayer. I thought, well, Lord, his wife. It was his. It was his wife. So yeah, I got to pray for. Uh, I got to pray with both of them. I'm going to be going back, and I feel that the Lord's going to have me take communion back to them. I do want to say that after this second stroke was, was which was the traumatic one, I have never felt more alive than I do right now. I have never felt. Wow closer to the Lord than I feel right now. It, it, no matter when it's been, I, I, the Lord, He allows us to go through what He allows us to go through so we can turn around and share the Lord, share the love of the Lord with others that go through the same thing. And I think that's what's happening to me too. Wow, yeah. that is Hallelujah. beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. it reminds me of that scripture uh, about the fiery trial that is to try you. Yeah. And and we, we spoke about this in our last podcast about how it's like it's like being in school. You go to school and you're working on learning a subject. You you're learning a part of a subject. And you learn, you listen, you read, you practice, you do the exercises, and then you have a test. 
And the test shows whether you learned this or not. So once you pass the test, then you go on to the next level and you'll learn something else. And that's what you're doing. You are learning to be an overcomer in all of these things. So let's circle back and let's talk about Amber. It, I got into this a kind of a, a whole routine of going places for her to be prayed for and people to lay hands on them honor and finally I had a dream and in the dream the Lord appeared to me uh, he, he was real and I said you're here you're right here please heal Amber and he said don't worry about Amber he said she's fine he said you need to get on with more important things like your faith and I thought wow Lord okay so whenever I thought uh, that's what I really I just started started really searching the Lord and building my faith and at that time, I would pray for Amber, and this wasn't that long ago. This was before all these strokes started happening. I'd pray for her. I'd cry for her, and i say, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. So before these strokes happened, that's where I was at. Since these strokes have happened, I believe, and I know now that I'm going to be healed. I know Amber's going to be healed. She's going to be speaking the oracles of God. That's what the prophetic word was over her. And I, and the Lord told me the other day, he said, cup your hand over her ear. So I started cupping my hand over her ear. And I whisper, I don't whisper in her ear. I talk in her ear. And she just, her eyes get real big, you know, because I always knew that she could hear. But how well she could hear, I didn't know. Prophetic words over Amber was that the Lord was going to speak through her and that she would be singing, that she'd be speaking the oracles of God. And Ellie Matz, when she came through, she saw her and she said, something is holding her tongue. I don't know what it is. And then Rhea Van Rensburg from South Africa, she came. She saw Amber and she said, something's holding her tongue. I know what it is. And I said, well, what is it? And she said, it's God. God is holding her tongue until man mm -hmm. is ready. I said, man, get ready. Come on, get ready. And wow. I do believe man is ready. And that her voice, her, her singing, all of that's going to be released. And when I believe, because I remember one time I went to one of the schools with Sister Gwen Shaw there in Ingatal, and she said, she said, I believe because of the word that says, I knew you before you were ever even formed. Uh, you've been knit in the womb. She said, I believe these, these kids that have that kind of a, a challenge that they volunteered to come that the way that they are. Man, I grabbed onto that. I thought, amen. And so I put that in the book because I think there are other people. There's a lot of people that think, well, I, there's something wrong with my baby. They told me my baby has Down syndrome, so they want to abort the baby, and they abort the baby, and they shouldn't have. And they find out later, you know, if they have the baby, then the baby's fine later. But that because of the sonogram, they get into fear about something being wrong with the baby, and they abort them. And I, I think that's part of what's happening in our government, too, that they make it easy to do that. And so mm. I, I do believe, I believe these children are angels aware. And that's the name of the book that someday I'm almost finished with it now. It, I'm going to finish it because of what I've been through. I finished it years ago, but I never got it published. And I said, even at one of the conventions, and people would come up to me and say that prophesy over me at the convention, they say, you have books in, the, in you, not just one book, but many books. And I thought, okay. And I just thought, why, Lord, why was this book not being published? And he said, it's like a hen sitting on the egg 
waiting for it to hatch. He said, it's just not ready. Yet. And well, now it, the Lord told you something about that, didn't he? Which part? <laughs> so what did he say after the stroke? Uh, after the stroke, I don't think that he specifically said about that. But what he did say is, as you're healed, Amber's healed, that book wasn't completed because I didn't have the faith that Amber would be healed. But now, because of the stroke I went through, I do believe that Amber will be healed and I will be healed and that she will speak the oracles of God and that she will sing. And that's part of the book. You know, that's hope for a future for these moms and dads that have children that they think that that they're carrying these children. They think something's wrong, that there is hope for that they'll know that it's not to be aborted, that it is a, that's a call on their life and on that baby's life, and that, that the Lord's going to use that. So I, I believe that's true with Amber. I mean, I, it's, it is. It's been true with Amber because it says you that it, the Lord allows us to go through what he allows us to go through so we can turn around and share the love of the Lord with those that go through the same thing. And so I've had a ministry at some of the churches just ministering to the parents of these children and praying with them. So and Amber is a blessing, even though she's she is not what you would call normal, whatever that is. You know, I've I've heard that normal is a setting on the dryer. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, even though she's nonverbal, the Lord uses her, as you said, to to pray for people. So she's an amazing person. Um, We've we've spent time with her and and Mm -hmm. she's she's just wonderful she's she's loving and she's she's fun you know she she lights up when when she's you can tell when she's happy and you can tell when she's not too but um you know she doesn't have to be verbal to express those things that's right that's right that's right and that's why we need to have room for people that aren't what you might think normal or imperfect you know who do you know anybody that's perfect i don't (laughs) i don't (laughs) except jesus that's right. That's right. And you know, these special needs kids, you know, uh, to me, they have a, a ministry and a lot of people never even recognize that. They think, oh, there's something wrong with them or they can't talk or they can't think or whatever. If they've been saved and have the Holy Spirit in them, now I'm, I'm saying if I'm, I'm thinking the Lord has a, a window right there for some reason. I don't know why I think that, but I just think the Lord uses these children and then he uses them as a ministry to other people because they represent love. And that's what Jesus is. He's love. And I mean, most of these, the Down syndrome kids and, and Amber, just in, if that offends somebody, by the way, I'm saying it, forgive me, but that, that the, they are love. And they they don't know not to love people. You know, they love people. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. The other thing about Mary, my daughter, Mary, in, in the, the acknowledgement of this book that I'm going to finish, the, I knew it wasn't just an acknowledgement. I knew it wasn't the perfect timing, but there's going to be a chapter in there. And it's going to be Mary. You know, I I birthed Mary. I gave up my time. I gave up a job to be with Mary. And now Mary, because of the love of Jesus Christ, has turned around now for me. She with the hospital, she came to see me. She brought me flowers, just like when I took, you know, I don't know that I I, when she was born, there was flowers and all that. I don't remember the details, but everything that I did for her, she is doing for me now. And I, I can't tell you, I just think, wow, Lord, more people need to 
be connected in that way for their mothers and mothers to the daughters and daughters to the mothers. And for mm-hmm. Mary, she just, she has, she's made me laugh. She understands me when Dale does not understand me because she's been there with <laughs> me through it all. She takes me to appointments. She takes me to therapy. She she picks me up. She she brings food. To, now, Dale is really the one that's cooking for me now and for Amber. He takes care of me in a most excellent way with the food for me and Amber. So he's got a ministry too. I'm trying to kind of help him too. And he's a good cook too. He's a good cook. The Lord sent an excellent (laughs) spirit. And that was the other thing. Every place that I've gone, I said, Lord, wherever I'm going, would you put an excellent spirit on those that are around me? And that's happened every place I've been. Every therapy when I was at the therapy center for two weeks, the people that were there, they had an excellent spirit on them. Wow. I thought, wow, Lord, you're the one that did that. He did that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, that's wonderful. And so let's bring that back around to you because you are not fully healed yet. You're not fully back to what your normal course of life was, but God is using you. He's using you as an intercessor. He's using you as you walk the the streets of your neighborhood. He's using you, knock, you knock on people's doors. You engage them in conversation as you go by and, and you're ministering to people in your weakness. Amen. 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 Wow. And I, I'm always, at, when I come back home after my walk, Mary will say, how was it? And I say, wow, <laughs> it was awesome. And used to, I think, oh, I don't want to walk. I don't want to go for a walk. Man, I look <laughs> forward to it now because it is oh, a walk with compassion. And if you walk through the neighborhood with compassion, you're walking with Jesus. You're sharing Jesus. So, man, time, and it goes fast for me, too. My feet don't hurt. My ankles don't hurt. I went to Austin not long ago before all this stuff started happening. And I, when I went up the stairs in the Capitol, I was huffing and puffing. I think not now. <laughs> I'm, I'm better now than I ever was. Wow. I'm, I'm physically, I'm better. So I know that whatever the Lord calls me to do, I'm going to be able to do it. He's enabled me to do it. And I tell him, yes, you tell me what to do and what not to do. And I'm listening. I'm a hunt. Sister Gwen, that prayer that she wrote that one time, it says, mm-hmm. Lord, fill me up with the oil of the Holy Spirit that I'll be 100% obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I've said that prayer almost okay. daily. And I think of that now as, Lord, I am 100% obedient to your leading, what you're telling me to do. And it took this second mm-hmm. stroke for me to get to that point. I just think, well, Lord, look what you've done. <laughs> yes. People look at me like, what are you, what, are you all right? <laughs> oh, <go>, yeah. <laughs> I'm better than I've ever been. Yes. Isn't that wonderful? You know, what, what you just said a moment ago reminded me of something that the Lord spoke to Bobby Connor, mm-hmm. and, and he brought it out. I've heard him say it before, but he brought it out at the beginning of 2023. Mm-hmm. And he, he said that the Lord said, I finally found me people weak enough to work in. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's and good. he said, he said, not weak in morals, not weak in ethics, not weak in character, weak in their own ability. Yeah. Amen. Died to themselves. Amen. Yeah. Wow. And he, he said, I have found me a group of people that's embraced John 15, 5. Without me, you can do nothing. 
Oh, wow. Wow. That's so good. And Philippians 4.13 says, but I can do all things through Christ who infuses me with inner strength. Yeah. Yes. You know, if, I, if I can interject the, the scripture we had earlier, talked earlier, you know, it was First uh, Peter chapter 4, that was 12. Now, this is King James. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. Verse 13 says, But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Beautiful. You know, that's and that just really... Yeah. And it's sometimes to realize that scripture, sometimes you have to go through something. Yeah. Philip, when you read that a while ago, that really, it hit home for me. I, I was thinking, yes, amen, that, that scripture is so true. That you know that we're we go through these. It's really getting rid of the dross. I think you know that we come out as pure as silver. You know, yeah. I believe that's what it is. But praise God, and I'm thanking the Lord. What uh, Isaiah, my new son-in-law, he said, "Suffer well." And when he'd tell me that, when he'd come up to see me, he'd say, "We have to learn to suffer well." And at first, I'm thinking, "Ah." I don't want to learn to suffer well. <laughs> okay, well, now I see what you're saying. I think, yes, we're going to suffer well. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let me read it to you in the in the Passion Translation. Mm, okay. First uh, Peter 4.12. Beloved friends, if life gets extremely difficult with many tests, mm. don't be bewildered as though something strange were overwhelming you. Instead, verse 13, instead, continue to rejoice. For you, in a measure, have shared in the sufferings of the anointed one so that you can share in the revelation of his glory and celebrate with even greater gladness. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. That that touches my heart. That reaches my heart. Amen. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sherry. We really appreciate you being with us today. And we're we're just so proud of you that you are being such an overcomer that that you are keeping your your attitude so sweet and and trusting in the Lord and yeah. and standing yes. on His word yeah. and and it's causing you to get brand new great faith. So Sherry, before we close, I would like to ask you if you, out of the experiences of how you are you are going in your weakness in in the strength of the Lord. Can you pray for our listeners? Absolutely. Yes. Father, I, I, I come to you now, right now in the name of your precious son, Jesus Christ. And Father, I'm going to wait on you. I don't want to pray what I'm thinking, Father. I'm going to wait on you to pray through me, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, I know that you know every person that's listening. Father, I know that you're touching hearts in certain areas, Father, that you're quickening them, Father, to hear what you're saying, not what I'm saying, but what you're saying. And Father, just you're renewing hope for a future, Father, that they won't think that this is it, that that they don't have much life left in them or that they've slowed down this, that, or the other. But Father, you have a plan to prosper them in all their ways and not harm them. And Father, because of salvation and because of being filled with the Holy Spirit, because of you, Father, there is no pit so deep that you're not there. There's no darkness so dark that you're not there, that you never give up on us. You never leave us. 
Father, and I just thank you, Father, for making that more of a reality to every person that's listening to this podcast, that they're going to know that they know that they know that you're for them. You are not against them. And that, but Father, that you're building them up to be everything that, that, Father, everything that you have called them to do, Father, and Lord, that you are, you have a plan for them. Lord, and I thank you that that plan will be complete until the day of Christ Jesus. You don't leave them halfway. Father, you don't leave them on the way on the side of the road, Lord. <laughs> you finish the work that you started that only you can finish, Father. So I thank you for completing every person that's listening right now and that's thinking, oh, I'm going through this and I'm going through that. Father, you know who they are, that you're completing them in, in Christ Jesus, Father, that 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 you that you're renewing their hope for a future, Father. Yes, Lord, renew their hope for a future, Father, that they're not yes, into Father. thinking, well, they told me this, they told me that, the doctor said this, the doctor said that. Oh, the, the reports are this, reports are that. We don't believe the report of the enemy. Only the report of God, and it's a good report. We thank you, Father, for your goodness, Father. We thank you for these people that are listening right now, Father. Lord, bless them. I ask these things in the name of Christ Jesus. And Father, I thank you that you give them quick and witty ideas, Father, that Holy Spirit, you lead them into all fullness, Father. And not, uh, no matter what it is, Father, that you give them quick and witty ideas, Father, on how to walk this out, how to talk it out, how to live it out, Father. Lord, I don't know where they're at. I don't know if they're in a rehabilitation home or a hospital or anything like that. But, Lord, you know exactly where they are, Father, because of salvation, the Holy Spirit, Lord, that you can reach out to them and they can reach out to you. And, Lord, that you can renew them, revive them, restore them, Lord, from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, inside out, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence. <laughs>